This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuck back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. He's gone the outside. He's on. Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he got on the outside, comes inside, comes on the shot, oh what a goal, Manuel Benson once more, that is top class, Burnley have done it, fantastic, Clarence deserve the championship title, they've been the best side throughout the campaign, Burnley have won the second tier, what a fantastic achievement, the players have been magnificent. Yes, hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full-time show with me, Joe Redmond, after Burnley's defeat against Chelsea on Saturday, 4-1 at Turf Moor, Raheem Sterling given the freedom of the stadium as well. Um, yeah, um, well, obviously a couple of things before I get started, uh, apologies is my first one, uh, apologies that we are a little late with this, of course we normally do this on Sunday, a couple of times we've done it on Monday. Um, sometimes back in the day, I used to do it on Saturday, didn't I? Straight after the match, but um, yeah, um, we're having a few sort of like that personnel issues in the sense that nobody seems to be available at the same time. Mainly my fault. I was I was working twelve hours on Sunday and then twelve hours on Monday, and a couple of the lads were free in sort of like patches on them days, but it wasn't matching up with when I was free, um, and I was the only one um, available to host. Um, but I'm here now, but. If you're watching on YouTube, you will have noticed um, it is just me. 
Um, so if you know if that's not your thing, I understand. Um, I don't like doing it by myself. If I'm honest with you, I like to debate. That's the whole point of it. Because uh, in other words, it's just me putting my tuppence in, and who cares what I have to say really? That's why I like to have a debate on the channel. That's what the channel's all about. But in the um, as they say, the show must go on. So we didn't do we didn't do a show for Luton for similar reasons. Um, and obviously, we missed the only win of the season, uh, well, the only win in the Premier League of the season. Um, so I felt like we had to do one this time. And if it's just me, then so be it. Um, completely understand if it's not your thing. Completely understand if you just think, you know what, I'll give it a miss this time, mate, and I'll come back. That's fair enough. Um, but what I will do, obviously, with it being just me, I can't bounce off Neil and Sam and, and, and the rest of them. Um, so I'll have to sort of like do things a little bit differently. It won't be as long, unfortunately. Um, probably aim for around half an hour. At a push, 45 minutes, but 45 minutes is a, is a push as well. Because at the time of recording this on Tuesday, I need to be somewhere uh, in around um, 45 minutes, so it's unlikely. But anyway, what I'll do is I'll go through the goals, I'll look at them, um, and I'll, I'll I'll just basically get my tuppence in. And, and I will have a look at some of the comments that have been put on the channel, because, of course, we have already done the um, fan reactions. Uh, myself, Neil, uh, and Dale have all done it. And Dale, by the way... Uh, we've just been getting, having a bit of banter in, in the in the Turfcast WhatsApp group. He, the fans are loving Dale. The fans are loving Dale. He's had the most views again this week. Um, and I think last time, to be fair, um, people, he had the most views because he, he said some stuff that was quite polarising. So people were debating it. And of course, that pushes up the algorithm. This time, everything he said is spot on. He's just been nice and calm and chill. Um, I just think the fans love him. It must be that immaculate hairline. Honestly, it must be because it is perfect. His hair is always perfect. But anyway, let's get into the match, of course. Um, sticking with Dale, of course, he did say in his fan reaction uh, that it felt like Luton was two steps forward and, and this game was five steps back again. And I, and I can only agree. Um, I feel like we looked like we did um, in the earlier games against Villa and Tottenham, um, despite recently, even the defeat at Newcastle, I thought we looked better recently. Um, stronger defensively basically since the return of Charlie Taylor I felt that we've looked stronger defensively um, but um, actually you know what before I get into the goals I'll just quickly talk about that um, that starting lineup because I think it shocked everybody it definitely shocked me um, I've started doing the um, predicted lineups again on the channel um, it was something that was recommended to me and I started doing it again uh, thank you to Isaac for the, the, the beautiful graphic that he created which it's very easy for me to, to sort of like manipulate it and change it into to what I think the team will be. Um, but I obviously was miles away with the lineup um, because um, there was a lot of surprises in it. So let's quickly go through it. So, um, yeah, so I think the main surprises were uh, Audubert, who did very well, uh, to be fair, getting a start. Uh, and then at the back, of course, Bay was injured, so the hand was kind of forced with Bay. But Delcroix came in. And I was a little bit worried with Delcroix at first because we've only seen him play at left-back, haven't we? Uh, and that experiment definitely didn't work. I think everybody can agree with that, even Del Parra and Vincent. Um, but I was shocked to see him uh, play Vitinho at right-back. Um, Conor Roberts hasn't been good recently, admittedly. Um, but when you're coming up against um, an attacker as good as Raheem Sterling and as fast as Raheem Sterling, there's been question marks over Vitinho's quality um, even when we're in the champion, I think he's a, a, a decent championship player at best, if I'm being honest, and, and that might sound a little bit harsh. But I think he's a, another one of the players that we signed last season that probably wouldn't be good enough in the Prem. And I think we all thought that at the time. Um, and I was just shocked to see Vincent start him in this game against a team of that quality. 
maybe because there's been a bit of illness going around the camp, uh, or, or, or so the rumours are on Twitter. Um, uh, there's been no official word of that, but you know, just because there's no official word, we know doesn't mean that it isn't happening. Uh, there was no official word on Bayer's injury until the team news came out. Um, but apparently there's been a bit of illness in the camp, so maybe Connor had a bit of an issue with illness. Uh, I believe Zorori's had a bit of issue with illness. That's why he's not been in the side. Um, so who knows? But I, I, I just think a lot of it was on on Vincent and that team selection, if I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I'm not sure. Um, it, we, I'm going to say I'm not sure what he was trying to do. I do know what he was trying to do. He was trying to take a risk um, and play in a sort of like a different style. But why do that in this game? That's what annoys me. Why do that in a game where if it goes wrong, we get battered? And that's exactly what happened. We got battered. Um, and I felt we deservedly got battered as well. That second half was probably the worst I've seen this play under Vincent. And that's saying something because we were terrible against Spurs. Um, maybe it's recency bias that um, I'd, I'd say if maybe they're on, 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 a, on a par at the two games. But that second half, it, it just stood out so much. It was so jarring, wasn't it, with how bad we were. Um, probably because of how decent we were in the first half. But, um, yeah, uh, let's get into the game then. Um, I, having said that as well, I've not mentioned Trezor. Um, I, I thought that was a shock as well. Like, I understand, again, like, I understand why he's been brought in. And I like the look of him. And I know people say, oh, you've only watched him on YouTube. It's not true. Um, I, I think some of you may know that I do. I, I work with all that for a streaming company, The Zone. You may have heard of him. Um, but uh, I've seen him play a few times because I sometimes do the Belgian League there. I've uh, seen him play a few times. He's a decent player. Um, but he, I'm not sure starting him in these sort of games is is the way forward. I, I may, maybe start him against you know a team where we're going to have a lot of the ball. The Bournemouth, see Brentford's uh, Brentford we might not have a lot of the ball actually, but I think we will do against Bournemouth. But starting them sort of games, you know, where he's going to get on the ball and he's going to make things happen. But when we are mainly de defending or mainly without the ball, like we were against Chelsea, uh, only thirty-seven percent possession in the entire game against Chelsea, I'm not sure Trezor's your man. If I'm being honest with you, um, what I will say though is a lot of people have been giving him stick, uh, saying he he, do he looks disinterested, he doesn't want to be here. I mean. He's not looked good, I'll admit that. To say he looks disinterested, he doesn't want to be here, I think it's a stretch. Um, have we not learned our lesson from Lyle Foster? A lot of people were giving him grief last season, saying he's not good enough, especially in the Prem next season, he's going to be nowhere near good enough. Look at him now, he's been our best player um, so far this season, arguably. Um, and it's proven a lot of people wrong. Trezor, give him time. Give him time before we start giving him grief. A lot of people saying, I saw someone say he should never put on a Burnley shirt again. But I know people like to be reactionary, um, but let, let's just calm down. I think I think Trezor will come good, but I don't think Chelsea was a game for him. I think Vincent got that one wrong. And I think the defeat is, is the point I'm trying to make, is the defeat for me is on Vincent. I think the team selection was wrong. Um, it's, it's easy to say that in hindsight, isn't it? But why put VTDO up against Raheem Sterling? I just... And that, that's baffling to me. That's baffling to me. I think he's brought Vitinho on because Conor Roberts has given the ball away a lot recently. And to play in the style that Vincent wants to play in, you're going to want players at the back who are good at keeping the ball. Um, obviously, we know that now. We know how we're trying to play. We're trying to play out from the back. We're trying to invite the press and then we're trying to beat it, which is, by the way, how we scored the first goal. So, you know, it, it's there in patches. Um but without the ball in a game, again, like today, as I've just made the, made the point, Raheem literally had the freedom of the turf, didn't he? Every time the ball went to him, he was in acres of space, absolute acres of space. And it took too long for Vitinho or Aldaquilo or whoever 
to get over to him. Um, and by then, it, it is running at, at, at you. And that's not like where you want to be against Raheem. He had a chance very early on, didn't he? Where, again, he was given the freedom of the ground and then he came inside um, and then bent it wide. Um, but, yeah, I, I just feel like... I feel like this is on Vincent, um, if I'm honest with you, um, the defeat. However, um, I will say, you know, we know he's a young manager. We know these are young players. We know he's learning just like the players are learning. I think that was a learning curve for him. I think he will he, he will look at that and, and hopefully uh, not do it again. Um, there's been a couple of shouts saying that um, you know we should be um, what's the, what's the word that um, that Jacob used on on Twitter because he highlighted uh, the fact that um, um, some people were saying things uh, that they shouldn't be. Um, I think some people said yeah that's it. I think I think I retweeted it so I'll just quickly get it up now. But I think some people did say that. Um, if we lose the next couple of games, then questions need to be asked about Vincent. I'll just quickly get the tweet up that I did retweet. Yeah, company needs to be questioned. Let's, again, I know people like to be reactionary, but come on. Again, he's learning. I personally think he's got more than enough credit in the bank from last season. Um, this is, I don't want to go into full corporate mode and, and full board mode and, and sound like, you know, a chairman of the club, because obviously I'm not. But we're, I feel like, the whole point of me being able to do something like this, the podcast, is to be able to criticise the club and the people within the club as and when they deserve it, which is part of the reason why I never applied to be on the fan advisory board, because I don't feel like you can do something like this and be on a fan advisory board. You need to be impartial. Um, but for me, it's way too early. Come on. It's, even if we lost the next two and we were look, staring down the barrel of the relegations, if we lose the next two at Brentford and Bournemouth, even I'll start to admit, like, yeah, lads, it does look good. Um, but uh, let's just again stop being reactionary. He's got more than enough credit in the bank for me. If we got relegated, if I still don't think we will, um, if we got relegated, I still wouldn't sack him. I would still do what we did with Dice the first time we went up, where we kept him, and then continue to build. They've mentioned several times, our company and the board, that it's a project, it's a long term project. You can see what they're trying to do, they're making the brand bigger. They're making not, and part of that is the style of football as well. It's 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 more attractive for investors when clubs play in a certain way. Of course, results are needed as well to be uh, attractive for investors. Um, but I think I think they'll come. The longer we have Vincent at the helm, the better it is for all these massive in terms of his um, recognition across the globe. He is going to play in a certain way, and if we continue to back him, the board like, at boardroom level like we have done. I can only see us going one way and that's up and up and up. Yes, we might have to take a step back, but could you imagine if we went into the Championship next season and some of the players that we've got? Yes, we'd have to sell a few. Um, I'm not denying that. Um, but we wouldn't have to sell as many as we did last time. I feel like the likes of Order Bear would stay. Um, you know, players, these up-and-coming players that we've got. Um, and we've got quite a lot of promising youngsters as well. I think I think even Trafford would stay. Um, Al Dakil, I think he'd stay. I think, I think your, your Bayers and your Cullens and your Bergs might leave. Um, but uh, the point I'm trying, trying to make is, it, is even even if we get relegated, I would I would keep Vincent at the helm uh, personally um, and continue the, this this progression. Yes, we've had a slow start to the season, um, but that for me, again, it is the fixtures. But I'll tell you what I'll do. As I said, I will do. I'll watch the goals here with me. Um, obviously, I can't show them you're due to um, copyright issues, but I will talk you through them and... and, and, and 
just have a look at what went wrong and, and why it went wrong. But the first goal, obviously, was the Burnley goal. Now, the, the, the feed that I'm watching is actually from Sky Sports and it doesn't show the brilliant play we did in the build-up to this. It, it just starts with um, Burnley having the ball on the right-hand side. But the fact that we had the ball in that position was from, even just on this freeze frame that I'm looking at now, you've got, we've got the ball on the halfway line and the ball is further progress than one, two, three, four, five, six Chelsea players. So we've beaten their press by doing the passing it out from the back. And I remember rightly uh, at the time um, that uh, a couple of people around me were shouting, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And then up, we went and scrolled the goal. And I'm like, that's why we're doing this. Because it was brilliant play. We invited the press, got past them. So even though it's not gone well, this game and the season so far, there's still little patches and you can see what we're trying to do. Now, I know a lot of people aren't as positive as me at the minute, which is ironic because all my friends tell me I'm, I'm quite a pessimistic person. Um, but I feel at the minute I can just I can see what we're trying to do and I can see that it's working in patches. There's obviously a lot to work on. I'm not saying there isn't. Um, obviously, defensively in the midfield, there is. Um, but anyway, we have the ball. Brilliant work from Foster. Um, he cuts inside, puts one of the Chelsea defenders on his arse. Out to Waterbeck, great finish, 1-0. That is a brilliant goal. That is a brilliant goal. And that's what we can do. But we know that that's not the issue at the minute. The issue isn't going forward. The issue is at the back. Um, and Al Dakil, he's got a lot of stick recently, again, on Twitter. Uh, it wasn't one of his best games, admittedly. Um, obviously, the own goal will be coming up now. Just looking at the order there, finish again. It's a great finish. But yeah, here we are. Right. So Chelsea have got the ball again on 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 their left, our right. Um, Raheem Sterling. I've just paused it as he's got the ball. One, two, three. But it takes four seconds for Vitinho to get anywhere near him, and that's because Raheem's ran at him. It's just, it's just, it's infuriating. Just get tighter, get closer. Robert and Roberts has been poor recently. I will hold my hands up and say that. Not that I'm a you know a massive. You know, Robert's defender, I do think he's been poor recently. His passing out from the back has been atrocious. Probably gave the ball away more than anybody in the team. That probably will be wrong. Someone happily can put a stat underneath it. Connor, if you're listening, feel free to do it. Um, but he's, he's, bet, he's a better defender than Vitinho for me. And, and, and that wouldn't have happened. I don't think we'd have lost this game as... Badly, if, if Connor was there, but then we probably wouldn't have scored that first goal, um, to be fair, because I think Vitinho had a part to play. But anyway, um, Sterling's got the freedom of turf more. Trezor's not helping much, man. Like He's trying, he's there, but he's, he's just a body at the minute. Like Trezor's got back. Um, Raheem runs at Vitinho, as I've said. Trezor's tried to get back. He's not slotting into that gap quickly enough. And then and then as Raheem's ran at him, he's, he's nowhere near. But anyway, Raheem takes the ball on quite easily. It's, it's un- I, I, I don't blame Al Dakil one bit for that goal. It's unfortunate. It's a lazy, like, he moves his leg towards the ball, doesn't he? It's quite lazy. But for that to happen and to loop up the way it did and go over Trafford, it's so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. The reason why they scored that goal, Chelsea, is because of the space that Raheem had. That's why. Uh, nothing to do with Al Dakil, in my opinion. I'm not saying he played well at all. He didn't. Um, but it's not Al Dakian's fault. That's that's just unfortunate. That's because of the space that um, Raheem had down that um, our right hand side. Yeah, it's just showing it again. It's, it's so unfortunate as well. It could it could have gone anywhere. It didn't. He should he, he shouldn't have stuck the lazy leg out. 
Um, but he gets past the two players so easily. And then Vitinho again, Raheem gets it. Vitinho backs off this time. Like, oh, this is why I don't watch the highlights back. This is, I just get so mad. Like, so Raheem gets it. I've just paused it as he's, as he's got it. One, two, three. And Raheem, Raheem, Vitinho's backed off. He's not even gone, he's, he's edged towards him and then backed off. A player's gone gone round the round the defender. He's gone round Vitinho. That's up, surely up to another defender to pick him up or to let him run offside. Anyway, he runs off him, runs off him, stands off him. I tell you what, that might be outside the box. I mean, I'm sure VAR will show me that it isn't in a second. I've not watched it back since. Um, but it, then obviously Vitinho lunges in. It's a blatant pen if it's in the box. It's a blatant foul. Uh, put it that way. Um, all Vitinho that he backed off and backed off and backed off. Let him run it in. Yeah, it's on the line, isn't it? Yeah, it's a penalty, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, shocking from Vitinho. That absolutely shocking. Cole Palmer as well, decent finish. Disappointed. And, and genuinely thought we had a chance of buying him. Well, not buying him, but loaning him uh, from City in the summer. Not to be. He gets his first Premier League goal. Uh, first ever Premier League goal, I think it is, for Chelsea against the Clarets. Trafford goes the wrong way. We'll get on to Trafford later. Um, not that he can do much there, to be fair. And then the third Chelsea goal coming up. I remember tweeting about this at the time because I was fuming. I was fuming. We've got the ball in the middle and we lose it. Shock, horror, Burnley lost possession. I'm not sure who it is at the time. I'm not sure. Is it Brownell? I don't know. Anyway, we've lost the ball in the middle. Chelsea coming. Chelsea coming. Ball out wide to Raheem again. I mean, it's all Raheem at the minute. And we just couldn't handle him. And that's because of the space that we were giving him. It's just... Absolute shambles defensively. A lot of people are saying the issues are in midfield, and there are issues in midfield. But just watching this back now, the issues are clearly in defence in this game for me. There's not enough protection from midfield, admittedly. That goal did come from losing the ball in the middle. That's the first point where, where it all started to go wrong. But again, there's nowhere anywhere, no one anywhere near him. I haven't is Vitino even on the pitch at this point? I can't remember because I don't see him anywhere in this build up here. I know it's Conor Roberts is there, yeah. Um, Alda Kiel's the only one that tries to get anywhere near him, but he's not quick enough in that scenario. Decent finish from Raheem in the end, but um, yeah. And oh, look, we've started again. The fourth goal's about to come. Who's got the ball down the left hand side? You guessed it, Raheem Sterling. Um, so I'm here in the, part, the early part of this saying, I don't think it would have been as bad with Conor. Where even is Conor Roberts on that one? Like, he's, he's up there. I just maybe, maybe I'm talking rubbish. Anyway, ball in from Conor. Goes to Cole Palmer. He then gives it to Jackson. What is that from Dakiel? Dakiel comes towards him. And it's not even a good bit of skill from Jackson. Jackson, by the way, is dreadful. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That is poor. The fact that we're letting him score against us just tells you an entire story. 
just look at, looking at the shape of that defence now, I paused it when Palmer's got the ball. You've got Jackson on the edge of the six-yard box with no one anywhere near him, the closest player to him. I'm not sure who it is that the stream that I'm... Well, it's not a stream. The video that I'm watching is at the best quality. Um, is advanced, like, ahead of him, not goal side. There are There is a player goal side on, on pretty much on the line. I think it's Delcourt. Um Things for us now. It's actually not. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and apologise. Uh, it's not Aldakila who, who does that horrendous challenge at that point. Uh, I think it's O'Shea. Um, but everything about that goal was dreadful. Jackson, with all that, it's just, it's just, it's just shite, isn't it, lads? Let's be honest. It, it's, it's just, it's that defending is just dreadful. Everything, the defence was all over the shop in that game, and for me. I know some people have turned around and said, I don't think the defence is a main issue. I think it's a midfield. I'm sorry. It's the defence. It's all over the place. It's absolutely all over the place. It was all shit. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, look, I'm not going to go in on individuals too much. He says after spending the last 15 minutes slagging off Vitinho, but I think that's why I'm, I'm reluctant to do it now um, so much because Vitinho's got a lot of stick this week and he, and he wasn't good enough. And that's, that's literally all I can say about him. He, he, he wasn't good enough. And I don't think he is good enough for this league, if I'm honest with you. Um, O'Shea came in as well. Like, I'm sorry, I, not good enough. He wasn't good enough in this game. He's he's a good defender, is O'Shea. Um, I'm not going to write him off yet. Again, he's another one that's come in the summer. Uh, was very good at West Brom. Very good. Some people can sit there and go, yeah, but it's a championship. Yep, fair enough. But you've got to give him time um, to adapt. I don't think he's quite ready. Um for the Prem maybe just yet. I just, I'm not sure what we do with with this defence issue now though. Like, I'm, I'm not sure how long Bay is out for. I saw someone say on, on Twitter it's going to be a couple of months. I haven't seen anything official on that. Um, but admittedly, I didn't watch the post-match press conference um, or digest too much content after the defeat. So if Vincent has said it, then fair enough. Um, but what he's the only decent defender I feel like we have at the minute. Um, Delcroix, I don't mind Delcroix in isolation, and I don't mind. I'm going to say I don't mind O'Shea. I, I, I think he will be good eventually. At the minute, I don't think he's quite what we need. Um, but this is what I'm going back to the point I made earlier before I watched the game. Like, why has Vincent made these changes? Like, you're bringing in a defender that's not played much Premier League football in Delcroix, and then at the same time, you're bringing in um, a forward who's not played much Premier League football in Trezor. You're bringing in a forward that's not played much or any Premier League football in, in order there. I mean, all right, he did, uh, he did very well, did order there, so you can't really complain about that one, but still. And then you're bringing in Bettinio, who's just not good enough. Why make them four changes? If you're going to make a change, say, for example, if you're forced into this Bayer change, fair enough, obviously bring in order there, uh, sorry, order there, not order there, Delcroix. And then just say, look, maybe keep the back four as it is, other than that, after the win at Luton. Like, why are you making that change now? That's that's what I don't get. I don't get why he's made all these changes. If Bayer was injured in the warm for something, then just, just tweak it. Just tweak it again. Um, but I'm pretty certain. Well, I know for a fact it wasn't injured in the warm. Um, but it's for me. I, I I think I feel like he tinkered too much. I feel like he's he's overthinking it. I think that's the best way of saying it. He's overthinking it. Is Vincent? I think um, too much tweaking with the team there for me. Um, and I just feel like if you're forced into this 
change and you need to make a change because you have an injury at centre-back, then don't make all these other changes as well. Maybe make a change to the front three if you feel like you need to. But I'm not sure why you're making more changes to the back line. I, like I said before, I can see what he's trying to do. He wants a player who's a good ball player at the back and he feels like, obviously, well, I presume this is what, what, what he's doing and he feels like Conor Roberts hasn't been good with the ball at his feet recently and that's because um, he's brought in Vitinho. But then on the flip side of that, Vitinho is just is just not good enough defensively and that was evident. Raheem Sterling had a hand to play in every single goal. Admittedly, some of them were when Vitinho went on the pitch, but still, it's um, it, it's it's so frustrating. Anyway, like I said, I do like to sometimes get your comments on on this show. I will start wrapping it up in the next ten minutes or so. So apologies again; it's not been as long as it usually is. Although we're hitting half an hour now, um, so I've done quite well. Um, but um, obviously, this is live. I can't read the comments out. So what I am going to do. I'm going to read some of the comments that are already on the channel uh, from the videos that we've done on the fan reaction. So I've just opened up my fan reaction first. Uh, Flyover Fred USA says, "Big issue for me. Two of our starting defence cost one million each. How do we spend nearly hundred million and end up in that situation?" Yeah, I, I'm not too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with the fact that we've spent all this money and there's still massive gaps in the team. Like there's a massive gap at left back now. We spent all this money and we still don't have a good left back at going forward. Charlie Taylor's solid and I think we are better with him in the team at the minute. Um, but I don't understand how we've spent all this all this money and there's a massive gaping hole there. And there's um probably centre backs now that I like Al Dakil and I think he will probably be, you know, a, a starting defender in a top Premier League team or whatever league he wants to play in in the future. But right now, I don't know. I, th I think I think there's I think there's gaps there. And then again, VT, you know, like you spent all you spent hundred million quid and you started a player who's probably championship quality at best in Vitinho. So yeah, I agree with that. John Faulkner says it's also playing how much we are missing Teller's class. He infected the whole team positively last season and was a difference in a lot of games with Foster stepping him up. He'd have been ideal. Coley Osho and Audubert is doing a job, I suppose. Um, I just thought they both become as influential. I don't. I agree. With, I, I do think we missed Teller slightly, but I think he's the player that we missed the least from the lads that aren't here from last season. I think we missed Martson the most, um, and I think we miss uh, Taylor Harbour Bellis a lot as well. I think Teller's the person that we missed the least. If I'm being honest with you, John, uh, love the lad, missing to bits, would like him in. I do think he would improve us, um, but I think I think we miss. Um, the other two more. Uh, Ginger Ali says, as soon as we scored, I could sense a 3-1 slash 4-1 pasting. Too much passing pointlessly between Trapping and defenders. All Chelsea had to do was step it up a gear. And they did just that after the needless penalty. Heads dropped very easily due to lack of experience. Sterling should have been man marked. Even a blind man could see that he's given too much freedom. I could go on, but what's the point? We need points desperately. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've said it several times on this podcast already. Raheem Sterling was given too much freedom. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with that. I understand, again, with the, the frustration. I understand the frustration with our style of play when we lose. Um, but the, the the passing from the back, and we're doing it for a reason. I think I'm not going to lecture. Everybody knows why we're doing it, and the first goal was evident on it. But that's what they were trying to do then. But it just wasn't working. This is what annoys me. Like I don't feel like we have a plan B. It's like, yes, play out from the back. If it works, brilliant. We win a match and we win it very well. But if we then... 
pass it out from the back and then we don't manage to beat the press as much as we'd like, then we don't have a plan B. That That's my problem. There's, there's nothing else after that. It's just, we've tried that. What do we do now, Gaffer? And then, and then nothing happens. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no plan B. Um, that, that's my problem. Uh, above top secret one says, chin up, Joe. It was a difficult watch, but like you say, our season will not be defined on today's game, but Larson needs to start for me. Yeah, I haven't said that yet. And I know I, like I said, my friends have always said I'm, I'm very pessimistic and very negative. And, and to, to a degree, um, I agree. Um, but um, I think I'm one of the only fans left that's saying, look, yes, we've lost a lot of games. Um, six, I think it is. Yes, lost six, won one, drawn one. Um, but the, we've lost, we've lost games against. All right, Chelsea and Man United. People will argue they're not as good recently, and blah blah blah. Yes, I agree, but they still have the quality and the players to hurt you. And when you play in passive manner like we do in the second half against Chelsea and against Man United, then these teams with quality will pick you off. The worry is. That even your Sheffield United and your and not Luton, I don't think Luton have played anyone that decent yet, have they? Off the top of my head, I can't remember. But your Sheffield United and your Wolves have either nearly picked up results against the teams that we've been battered against. In the Sheffield United case, obviously one little up at Spurs until the 90, 90th minute, then lost two one, which was hilarious, obviously. Um, and uh, Wolves, of course, beating Man City. Um, so that is a worry. But when you look at the fixes, like I. I didn't expect us to be in this position. I'll be honest, I didn't expect us to be in this position eight games in. However, as soon as the fixtures came out, I said, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, I don't know if I said it on like uh, Turf Morehouse or, 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 or another one, but I remember saying, or it could have been on the overlap, I can't remember, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I remember the overlap. Um, but I remember saying, look, it's going to be a difficult start. My worry is, is the year we went down under Dash, we had a difficult start in terms of results, and then never really bounce back because then you're playing catch up, then the pressure's on you, then you make mistakes. That was always my worry for this season. I just felt like with the start that we had, then it was going to be difficult for us to get points on the board early and then relieve the pressure. Now we're in a position where we're playing catch up. Thankfully, it's not been as bad. Like, yes, the results haven't been great, but Luton and Sheffield United, I'm sorry. Feel free if you're a Sheffield United or Luton fan to click this up at the end of the season if you stay up and met me look and mug. But Sheffield United will finish bottom. I am convinced of that. I still believe Luton finished second bottom. And then after that, it's it's take your pick. It's 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 us at the minute. I feel like it's Bournemouth. It's it's I feel Brentford are in trouble. I know Wolves have had a couple of good results, especially the game against Man City. They're in trouble. Everton will be in trouble, but I feel like they'll stay up. Forest will, will, will be in trouble. I know they got a win last time out, um, but Forest, you know, um, sorry, not Forest got a win last time out. Fulham, I know they drew last time out in a good result against uh, Palace, but look, I still feel like we stay up. But my point is, judges at the end of sort of midway through November, end of November, when we've played teams in and around us. Look, we played two teams in and around us, away both away from home. This is the frustrating thing as well. Even the games against teams in and around us are away from home, right? And even the next two are. This fixture list is a joke. But we've got points. We beat Luton, laboured to it, admittedly, but we were the better side. I don't care what anybody says. And drew at Forest, where again we were the better side. I genuinely believe I've got tickets to Brentford. Thank you to everybody uh, for helping with that. I put a couple of tweets out asking, managed to get two tickets to Brentford. I, I, I think we go there and I think we win, or at least put in a performance and get a draw. 
I feel like Brentford are in trouble this year. They've won one game this season. I don't know who's against off the top of my head. Probably someone dreadful. But they lost at home uh, to Everton, who at the time hadn't won at all this season. Um, just looking at, yeah, oh no, Brentford, away at Fulham, that's 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 a decent result. Uh, but since then, they've done nothing. That was the first game of the season, uh, second game of the season, sorry. Uh, and since then, they've done nothing. They've lost four out of the last five. That includes a defeat to Everton, um, who, like I said, hadn't won at any point uh, that se- this season at that point. But I think Brentford are in trouble because I don't think Ivan Tony plays for them again. Uh, even when he comes back from his ban in January, I think he's off. Um, they might just have enough to stay up. I think Everton just have enough to stay up. But let's let's judge us, like I said, after we play these games in and around us. I will be worried if we get beat against uh, Brentford. The next two games, at the very, very minimum, I know some people have said minimum four points. I'm just going to be a little bit more reserved. At the very minimum, we have to win one game against Brentford and Bournemouth. At the very, very minimum, we have to win one game. I genuinely believe we've we get four points or, or even win them both. I think Brentford will be the hardest one out of the two. Like, I, I think Bournemouth are dreadful. Honestly, I, th- I think they really are. I think the only reason Bournemouth stay above us is if they sack that manager and bring in somebody that, that galvanises them um, and, and starts you know, getting results for them. But I, I, I think Bournemouth are absolutely dreadful. Um, Sheffield United, this is the, probably one of the worst teams I've seen in the Premier League era. Um, I do think they'll get more points than Derby. Um, but I was speaking to a Sheffield United fan at work on uh, Sunday and he genuinely said, look, this season's written off. We've got so many injuries. I just want to make sure we beat that Derby record. That is their aim at the minute, to get more than 11 points. We will finish above Sheffield United. We will finish above Luton. I believe we finish above Bournemouth as well. I'm still quite positive about the season. Uh, we'll have to start wrapping this up now. I'll quickly go on to Neil's video to get some comments. I'll read some out and give my um, thoughts on it. Uh, BFC1882 says, The problem is Vincent Company doesn't know his best 11. Four changes today is way too much. Yep, agree. Um, said that myself already. Um, I agree. He definitely doesn't know his best 11. Just get a nice, settled squad, Vinny, if you're listening or watching. Get yourself a nice, settled squad. Stop tinkering. Like, why? When you you beat Luton, I know Luton and Chelsea are different teams, and I just think he's overthinking it. I think he's tried to adapt our personnel to their style of play. But when you've just played Luton and you've got the win and you're, you know, you're feeling a bit more positive, why then take out four of the lads? All right, one of them was enforced. But why then take out three of the lads that, that got you that win? And Jacob Brun Larson, you know, he come off the bench. I, I said on uh, on Twitter before the match, I would have started Jacob Brun Larson instead of Mike Trezor. Order Bear ended up doing well, um, but I would still be looking at Zorora. Uh, I believe Zorora is ill. Um, I'm not sure how official or anything that is, but I believe Zorora is ill. But he, he's just, he doesn't know his best team, and I think that's shown in the team selections. Um, we are the long side burner says I don't understand why Trafford died to his right on the last goal when Jackson had it on his left foot he was always going to fire ball and the ball in the bottom left corner hindsight's a wonderful thing isn't it mate um, you, can, you can't tell where he's going to put it I'm, I'm sorry mate I, I disagree with that one you can't tell where he's going to put it um, Adam the Wolf I don't think he's a, a Burnley fan uh, presume with a name like that he's a Wolves fan but he says 15 minutes you were playing similar to Red Bull Leipzig but then after the own goal you just give up excuse me and the team just stopped defending. And even Red Bull Leipzig, the last Man City all three won the Champions League. Um, he waffles a bit, but I understand what he's saying. We, we did play well uh, in the first. I thought we played well in the first half an hour. Um, the intensity dropped off a little bit after we scored the goal, um, which is is worrying. Um, 
But um, yeah, and, and Neil does. I, I can't play the Neil clipping here, but Neil does go on to make a point about Trafford and bringing in Muric. And I won't go on to Dale's video. Dale's got enough likes and, and, and comments on it anyway. Dale's the um, the poster boy of Turkast at the minute, it seems. Uh, but Neil goes on to make the point that Muric should be starting. Now, I said a couple of games ago that I weren't convinced on Trafford. I'm still not. I Trafford isn't doing anything wrong, right? It's a difficult one, this one, because he's, he's not... We have bigger problems than Trafford. The defenders in front of him are the bigger problems at the minute. But I think the reason, personally, why the defence is the way it is at the minute is because they don't trust their goalkeeper. Muric, so many times, would come out, you know, he'd offer an outlet, you know, when we had the ball, or he'd be higher up the pitch, better positioning, or he'd come out and collect his crosses. I just feel like the defenders just don't, aren't as confident in Trafford as they were in Muric. And yes, Trafford isn't doing anything wrong, but I don't think, as Dale put it brilliantly in his um, fan reaction, I just don't think he's the keeper we need right now. I personally, I agree with the lads. I think I think we need Muric. Now, I think the, the tough decision for company now is do you bring Muric in now, ahead of these two big games against teams that are in and around us, or do you give Trafford these two games? Because he's only really played against like very difficult sides and Luton and Forest. Um, so I, I think he'll stick with Trafford for now. I personally will go Muric now and just think, well, these, you know, these are winnable games. We're going to have more of the ball. And when we have more of the ball, uh, that's when Muric is at his best. But yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do feel like um, it's 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 the Joe Hart versus Tom Heaton debate all over again. Do you remember from what year? 2016? 20, I can't remember. Um, probably not. Maybe 2018, something like that, wouldn't it? But anyway, 20, I can't remember. Don't matter. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is Joe Hart wasn't doing anything wrong. It's just that Heaton offered us something different because Trafford likes to stay back. He likes to camp on his line. He, he's getting better. He's definitely improved from the keeper that we saw against Man City on the opening day of the season. He comes out and collects more crosses than what he used to do, but it's still not enough. And I just feel like Muric offers us something more at this stage, and I think Muric would be the better option. I like Trafford. I just... I don't know why. I don't know why, personally, after the season that Trafford had last season, what, what baffles me is, Muric was fantastic last season. He was brilliant. Bit shaky in the opening, what, five, six, seven games, but weren't they all? After that, he just went from strength to strength. The fans loved him. There were people around me that hated him at the start of the season that loved him at the end. Why then, when this guy's on this upwards trajectory, would you then drop him? He deserved the chance to play against the Premier League side. He deserved to play in the Premier League. He's not been given that chance. We brought Trafford in with an eye for the future, I think. I think we spent £19 million on him, not because of the keeper that he is now, but the keeper that he will be in the future. He will be England's goalkeeper in the future. He will be a very, very, very good goalkeeper. We'll probably go back to Manchester City. And, and, and if he does do that, we'll win Premier League titles. I just don't think he's that keeper yet. I personally would have brought him in, spent 19 million quid on him and then shipped him out on loan. But I know some people say, you can't spend 19 million quid and send somebody out on loan. Fair enough, I get that. But I feel like that would have been better for the side now and better for the development of Trafford because this can't be helping Trafford. Trafford's going to be low on confidence. He's not going to be enjoying his football. He's probably thinking, I wish I'd stayed at Bolton because obviously they were doing well. 
uh, in the league, I would have sent him out on loan to a championship side. Um, you know, championship side, you know, playing in, in, in a certain way. You know, maybe somebody like, uh, well, I don't know, I don't, I'm not watching any of it this season, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but, you know, someone battling at the top of the, uh, top of the table who plays in a certain way. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think bringing Muric in would offer us something different, even though Trapp is not doing anything wrong, if that makes sense. I think it does. Anyway, it's about 40 minutes. I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, I actually need to set off somewhere. I'm going to be late for where I'm meant to go. I've done well. Let me know if you think I've done well. I think I've done well just waffling on for 40 minutes on my own. Um, the lads will hopefully um, be back um, for the full-time show for the game against Brentford. Like I said earlier, I'm going to Brentford and I think I'm working on the Sunday. Um, so we'll, we'll find a way when to do it. Um, if the game finishes at five, I could be back for eight and do it half eight, something like that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I've already sorted out a pre-game show. It's going to be with the lads from Be Sotted, uh, Brentford podcast. So looking forward to that one. And hopefully... We'll fill a bit of a gap this weekend. Obviously, it's international break, but I'll try and do something for you this weekend. But thanks, everybody, for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, apologies it was late. Apologies I'm on my own, but it's through no fault of my own. Um, but, yeah, fingers crossed for the rest of the season. Keep the faith, because I think we'll be fine. I'm telling you now, the bottom three will be Sheffield United, Luton Town and Bournemouth. Over the Clarets. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.